0: Hello, and welcome to the TV&Tea podcast. I'm Adriana.
1: And I'm Selena.
0: And we are two sisters that have decided to let the internet into the conversations that we have about TV and pop culture over endless cups of tea. In our house, the reoccurring questions are, is it tea time? To which the answer is always Yes. yes.
1: And what are we watching? So pour yourself a cup and get ready to get into it.
0: Hey
1: guys! What's up everyone? We are back for another episode of TVNT. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> we doing a little wendy today. How you doing? Oh my
0: god, this was so annoying. We just had some like an hour of technical difficulties mm-hmm. to try to get the recording to work and let's just say it's like I don't even work with tech. <laughs>
1: oh you could never tell
0: it's like i don't even know what a computer is you
1: you could never tell that you work in tech because i'm here giving you advice like okay do this do this adriana do this no
0: but like the thing with technology it's like it's so diversified it's so varying, and you know hardware is different from software and that's different from code and it's just all very different um so yeah so we had some technical difficulties but we're here and we're going to make this fabulous episode. You know, we're just going to leave that behind. us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just so excited to be back. I love recording with you. And
0: oh, this has been so fun. And, you know, shout out to all of our listeners so far. Like I see our analytics. I'm like, okay, we got a little a couple numbers.
1: You haven't even told me... Okay, I haven't seen any of the analytics. <laughs> I don't even have the login for our stuff. We need to have, like, a business meeting.
0: Yes, we do. Okay, we'll sit down.
1: Yeah. This week, and
0: we'll have a meeting. <laughs> we have to go over some stuff. So, we'll do that this week. Um, okay. You know, maybe on our vacation, we'll have, like, a, a work day.
1: Sounds good. You know,
0: we're going to our vacation home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're being those people in quarantine. Our family is sick of our house, so we're going to
1: our another, yeah, house.
0: another house to do nothing we're not going to do anything we're just getting out of the walls that we live in to go in other
1: walls so that will be fun it'll be fun and fresh but let's get into the episode oh wait are we gonna record at the vacay house
0: yes we have to
1: okay i'll i'll pack the mic regardless let's get into our catch-up quote of the week what's your quote, hun? Uh, (laughs) and you were clowning me for losing my quote last week
0: okay my quote comes from a movie from the movie gia starring angelina jolie love it um and it just says this is life not heaven you don't have to be perfect
1: (gasps) oh i love that adriana have you come around
0: i think i have you know Sometimes you need to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. Mm. And as we both know, I, I lost it last
1: week. Yes.
0: Last Sunday, I had a total mental collapse. Yeah. I cried for hours. <laughs>
1: Are you <laughs> so serious?
0: Like, I mean, we were out there in the kitchen as a family and we were having a very emotional discussion and I was crying then. And then when I came to my room, I was crying some more and I got drunk in between that, so it was, like, an emotional <laughs> drunk cry when I got to my room. I, like, I was, like, crying in the shower. Um,
1: Those drunk cries hurt so bad, but they be, like, over nothing. But
0: I, after that was done, I was exhausted. I went to sleep early, and, like, the next day, I, like, woke up, and I was, like, fresh as a daisy. I was up before everybody else, and I just felt like, you know what? I just can't even stress about this anymore. I just have to let this go. Like everything that I've been holding on to like the emotions around quarantine and you know not really working and not having my routine and feeling just like pessimistic and lost. Um I just am, I'm just trying to let that go.
1: You're letting it go.
0: You know, what will happen with the world is going to happen with the world and I have no control of it because I'm not the president. And so I just have to Let go and let God and just, you know, well, I'll face the challenge when it comes to me. I can't, like, stress over what hasn't happened yet.
1: I love that for you. So that's
0: where I'm
1: at. I am actually very happy that you've come around. You seem cheerier, you know?
0: I'm trying. I'm trying.
1: Mm -hmm. But my quote comes from Scream, the TV show that was on MTV. Okay. And it reads. I to to yeah, you I know? I <laughs> that was such like a 13-year-old me show to watch. Scream the TV show, right. regardless. It reads, okay, I'm sorry, but all of this just screams bad idea. <laughs> and that is my Hold feeling on. for the week because like everything reopening. Bad idea. Everyone just going back to normal? Mmm, bad idea. So I'm just very confused. And as soon as I was settling into my quarantine, <laughs> it's just like, it's oh, by the way, quarantine's done. I know. Right?
0: Kind of like when our aunt said to me, she was like, you know, the world is opening back up again and you'll probably only have like two more weeks before you have to go back to work. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I haven't gotten through my list. Yeah. Yeah. I had made a list at the beginning of quarantine of things I wanted to do, and I have done none of that. I have, like, eaten, I have slept, (laughs) I have cried, and I have drank, and that is all I've done. Yeah. For the past, like, seven weeks.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) And now I'm like, wait a minute. Go back to work. Like, I thought I had at least had another four weeks.
1: Yeah, I am just, like, very confused and... FIU is going to have remote recording for the whole summer, but the fact that I'm going to go back to school like this year is just very disconcerting. I don't want to be in a classroom with nasty people. I agree. But regardless, let's get into the TV. What you guys are really here for. Yes.
0: What we watched this week, we binged very quickly. Mm -hmm. We just, we love Orion Murphy. Production. Yeah. And we, he had a new show come out on Netflix called Hollywood.
1: Oh my gosh. And,
0: you know, it gave us everything that Ryan loves to give us. It was campy, it was, the the people were beautiful, it had all of his faves um, in the casting, and it was really good. I enjoyed it.
1: Ryan Murphy is my favorite screenwriter, okay? And he's actually been my favorite screenwriter for the longest time. Like before any of the shows we watched together, Mm -hmm. I loved American Horror Story. He's just so clever. And his social commentary is just like no other. And his productions, oh my gosh. Like I love a writer and a director Mm -hmm. that gives us looks. I love a writer and a director that gives us iconic moments
0: yeah and it really transports you to a place like I think more than anything everything feels like you're in it
1: he builds a world and I feel like that's something that movies really do TV doesn't really do that as much for Mm me all of his shows do that
0: yeah I agree I don't watch American Horror Story because I don't watch anything scary but everything that I have watched from him, I love.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like the Politicians, Scream Queens. The politicians. Glee.
0: Glee.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Gianni Versace. Oh, my gosh. Versace. Yes. Yeah,
0: that was really good as well. Um, so, yeah. So, Hollywood. Let's get into it. What did you think? Who did you love? <laughs> I thought the casting of this show was so great. Like they're yes. all so hot. Yes. And they were all really great in their roles. I thought.
1: I think he picked the most amazing actress for this. Of course he has his go-to people. Darren, Chris. Darren Chris, um, The same kid from The Politician. Mm-hmm. I think his last name is Pickling. I followed him on Instagram. Y'all let me know James if you know. James Pickling. Let me know if you know who I'm talking about. But He is so cute. So cute. Oh my gosh. And then I'm obsessed with the new guy, Jeremy Pope.
0: Yes. Love him. Oh Oh my gosh. gosh. Such a little hottie. Mm -hmm. Such a little cutie. And he, that role was just like, oh, it just warmed my heart. Mm -hmm. So the show is about a group of young people that are living in Hollywood trying to make it in the movie industry. Mm -hmm. Some of them are actors. Some of them are writers. Some of them are directors. And they are working for a film studio, Ace Studios, and-
1: In the 1940s. In the 1940s. Yeah.
0: And the show does a really great job of mixing fact and fiction. Mm -hmm. They have some real life characters that were in Hollywood in that time period. And they melded the story together with their fictional world and but real characters in their lives. And I just thought the blend of what's real, what's fake- what we're watching, what's factual, was just really cool. Yeah. Because it's, like, people I knew. Like, I watch a lot of old movies, so they, they're they like, oh, we're going to change one of the characters. He gets a name change, and the his agent says, oh, I'm going to name you Rock. And I was like, Rock Hudson? Like, immediately I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was really cool to see the real-life characters get melded into this new story that was being told Mm -hmm. and, you know, the commentary of what these young actors go through when they get to Hollywood and the pressures to conform on, you know, the societal norms of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just the hoops that they had to go through to make it. It was, I mean, I would think it's competitive now, but that you really had to be above and beyond so talented and so beautiful and just kind of multifaceted in a way that a lot of stars I feel like are not in today's era oh for sure as much. Um, and I just I don't know I loved
1: it it really did feel like a biopic you guys it felt yeah. like all of those people were real mm-hmm. and we knew them and it was really it brought the entire thing to life at least for me and I cried. Yes. I laughed. Mm-hmm. Like it took me on a real emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I will say that the social commentary, mm-hmm. Chef Kiss, yes. because I feel like sometimes Ryan Murphy goes overboard with it, but this time it was it was tasteful. He mm-hmm. tackled sexual assault and sexual misconduct mm-hmm. in the industry, which was a very hot topic recently mm-hmm. with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Um I like how he showcased that. I liked how he showed the character struggle. I also liked how they addressed some of the other jobs that people would do while they're acting mm-hmm. because that's a very big thing in Hollywood. Like yes. you're an actor but you're on the side tricking. Oh, for sure.
0: Like yeah. you're a waitress for real, and you're, like, trying to be an actor. mm mm-hmm. um, But I did think it was interesting that they had them all be sex workers.
1: Yes, because a lot of actors are sex workers. That is, like, the easiest way to make money if you're, like, young and cute. Yeah. Especially in L.A. Yeah. And... I was sad for them, for sure.
0: I was sad for them, but you never really saw... Well, I think because the characters that we're doing that were all men, mm-hmm. they men will automatically always be in a position of power just from body size and just, you know, where they stand in society in contrast to women. So mm-hmm. I did think that by having men in those positions and in those characters, it did make it seem like, yes, we're desperate and we're doing this, but I'm making the choice to. Mm-hmm. Whereas the story that's told of sex workers that are women is so often from a place of, I'm desperate. I have no other choice. I have to sell my body. I've degraded myself. I feel ashamed. I don't feel empowered by doing this. Yes. And I thought that was like a, I don't know, I thought it was interesting.
1: I thought it was interesting too, because even though I was sad for them, the dialogue around their sex work was very empowering. All of the men seemed like they kind of wanted to do what they were doing, and they liked it. Yeah. Whereas the narrative around women in sex work is like it's trauma each time mm-hmm. you you turn a trick.
0: Yeah, and and, and it's degrading. You go wrong, yeah. You go wrong, and you have to have a pimp to protect you. Um,
1: yeah, women don't really seem empowered in any yeah. of the sex work movies media you know yeah so i thought that was very interesting as well and i like ryan murphy started that dialogue but he also tackled race in a very interesting way in this Mm -hmm. it was different to show how things were back then compared to like his usual commentary it's like oh Black Lives Matter. Like this is what's happening now. To see it back then mm-hmm. was a really good contrast because you really get to see how much things haven't really changed. Mm,
0: yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah, it was before the um, the civil rights era, mm-hmm. and so Jim Crow laws were still very much in place. But you saw the black characters kind of moving in and out of making their own choices and not being forced into positions that confined them by their race. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was interesting that they, even though the people around them were all white and in positions of power to, to advance their lives, they, they treated it with respect. Mm-hmm. And they never once really made any of the Black characters feel... I felt, um, like, less than. Yeah. Or not as talented. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, like, when they found out that the screenwriter was, in fact, Black, they were like, oh, my God, this is fabulous! Mm-hmm. They loved him already. They loved the the screenplay that he had written. But they were like, oh, my God, who would have thought? And it, it's one of those things It's like, you shouldn't be surprised that Black people are, are talented. But I don't think they... don't think they treated it as like a oh my god this is this is something that isn't the truth Mm -hmm. you know they didn't treat them like oh you're the exception yeah you know kind
1: of thing and I like that I liked that too all of these characters did have their own issues but they really seemed empowered even how they addressed like gender in it when um, Avis became the studio head Mm -hmm. she was the first female studio head Mm -hmm. and she was just so respected. And it wasn't because she was good. It was just because, like, no, respect me. Like, I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Like, yeah. I stepped
0: into this role, and regardless of if you think that I should be here or not, like, I'm here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do the job. And she did do the job. Mm-hmm. I like that as well. And how they treated sexuality, I thought was interesting as well.
1: Oh, Ryan Murphy always puts on for the gay (laughs) folk. Always, you know that he is going to put on for them.
0: Yeah, like I thought it was interesting that they took a real character, Rock Rock Hudson, a real person um, who was closeted for most of his um, Career. career in real life. And then it came out later that he was gay. And then mommy just told me that he eventually died of AIDS. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I thought seeing that kind of like evolution of how he handled his sexuality, um, within this story, it might not have been completely factual with what happened in real life, I don't think, Mm -hmm. but I just thought it was, I thought the, the power dynamics between, the gay men that were closeted and using that power against the the other boys that they knew were also closeted and not from a place of, like, allyship, but a place of, like, I want to exploit that. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting.
1: But that's Hollywood, baby. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> it makes you see, like, it doesn't just happen to women. Mm-hmm. Exploitation and – um assault doesn't just happen to women and obviously we know that but you you rarely see it playing out on
1: screen you very rarely see it playing out and i really like that ryan murphy addressed that i don't think i've seen a show address it as well as this yeah yeah and besides that i mean rock hudson did a
0: good job with that as well what outlander
1: like oh, they, I, but that was brutal. That was brutal. Like, it got to the point where they were like over sexualizing the men in that sense. Yeah. I feel like they, what's that word? They, they just overdid it. And it went to a point where it was no longer tasteful. All of the gay relationships in this show were so adorable to me oh and God, so, cute so cute and rock wholesome.
0: And, and um, what was his name? The rock and the Black Guy. That was the screenwriter. What was his character's name?
1: Archie. Archie.
0: Rock and and Archie were so cute to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just, like, loved them. They just wanted to be in love, Mm -hmm. and they just wanted to live together and be boyfriends.
1: (laughs) They just just, wanted to be boyfriends. I just
0: loved that. I was (laughs) like, oh, my God, when he, like... Got the apartment for them at the end and he was like I just want you to be my boyfriend I was like oh I want to be your boyfriend too <laughs> so right
1: sad. it was just really adorable and there these was. people felt real yeah. and it didn't feel like I feel like sometimes when you watch a show with the gay characters and especially a gay romance it's just like oh we're, we're throwing this in here you guys like just you know we're just throwing it in there yeah, and it might be a little bit like sexualized like because if people do sexualize two men together Mm -hmm. this did not sexualize it at all these people felt real and Mm -hmm. like
0: it felt like they had a real relationship yeah on just like connection and chemistry and like mutual respect oh for sure yeah I like that um I also loved the Camille character
1: oh Camille
0: the, the girl that's playing her is so beautiful she's great Um, And I thought she was like such a refined girl, Mm -hmm. you know, she was just perfectly poised. And I just, I really liked that character. I like how she was able to land the role in Mm -hmm. the production. She was the first black woman to star in a romantic lead in the story. Mm -hmm. And she, she like took on the role, took on the challenges, took on the adversity that and the backlash that came with that for that time and i thought she she faced it head on mm-hmm. um and at the end you know she i'm not going to spoil it for people that might not have watched it oh if sometimes. you're
1: listening to our podcast and you are not expecting to hear spoilers like you're you're like in the wrong spot
0: um but at the end like you know the people that really deserved the oscars when the the film was nominated like they got them and mm-hmm. i loved that i loved how fanatical it was and how like just completely unrealistic it it probably
1: was okay i think this is very different for ryan murphy because usually his stories end on like a somber note, more of like a realistic mm-hmm. note, and that's like the route that most shows and movies have taken as of late. They mm-hmm. want things to be like realistic. I but know, I hate that. oh my gosh! But <sighs> I just love the fact that Give this ended. Fantasy. This ended well. It it ended really happy. Mm-hmm. It was a happy show. I got everything that I wanted out of it, yeah. and I'm not used to feeling that way anymore.
0: I know. The one thing that killed me at the end was. Um, dick dying
1: and
0: that was just so sad but everything else was like such a a pleasant payoff you know um ellen and ernie got together
1: ellen and ernie my other favorite couple
0: like i stand like they are so cute one thing i love 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 are like old people falling in love
1: i I love love old people people falling in love and these
0: characters were you know in their like 60s Mm -hmm. probably yeah and you know she's they were both widows Mm -hmm. and they were alone and they were unhappy. And then they met and they fell in love and they were just so cute. And he was dying. He had cancer, but she just didn't care. She was like, I just want to enjoy this feeling, this love, this, this joy for (laughs) as long as I can. It doesn't matter if it's two days or two weeks or two years or two decades. Like I just want, and I just like, love that. I just, I love an old people's story Mm -hmm. that is like, just hopeful and joyful and and it's about like rebirth even at an old age because it just makes you feel like it doesn't matter if you're like eight or 80, like there's so much life in front of you. Yeah. I just, I love that. I love that. That was my, probably my favorite thing in the show. I wasn't yeah. even expecting to have that moment. I was just like, oh, I love this.
1: This show made me love love again because if you think about it all of the couples were just so cute and yeah. so respectful of each other mm-hmm. they really supported each other in all of their dreams mm-hmm. even the one couple that broke up in the show which yeah. is Jack and his wife when they broke up it was so amicable even though she had an affair like they just still loved each other and they treated each other so, With respect. so well. I know. So I, I really that liked that aspect of the show because I feel like we do see a lot of toxic relationships play out on TV nowadays.
0: Oh my God. So everybody's toxic. Like, yeah. No one's happy. No one's in love. No one respects each other. Like no one should ever be together as mm-hmm. far as TV is concerned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really loved it. I thought it was such... And I like that it felt like this is one complete story and this could just live on its own or mm-hmm. keep going. Um, I feel like there's definitely room for more because I'm sure this is doing really well and I, they're going to give Ryan Murphy more.
1: They're like number one right now on Netflix or number two? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so I like that at the end they were like, oh, we're going to be another movie and we're going to make it. and You know, they're going to continue to do more. And I do think there's more growth for all the characters that would be nice to see play out. Yeah. Um, But it just felt like a complete story. You never, oh, so many shows now, they're like limited series, and then they come back for a second season, and you're like, you kind of ruined it. Like, it was perfect where it was, Mm -hmm. but you've gotten greedy. Like, I feel like if this was just one season, I'm satisfied.
1: Oh, I'm definitely satisfied and that is something that I would actually rewatch in a couple months from now for sure. when I just want to watch like a something happy thing. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I'm definitely going to rewatch it.
1: Oh, I I absolutely loved it. Props to Ryan Murphy for trying something new. Yes. He never disappoints. Yes.
0: And I loved this the sets. I mm-hmm. thought like he needs an Emmy for just like this the, the dressing of, of the scenes like yeah they were so spot on like I just loved looking at the background and just everything was just so glossy and it felt like you were it felt like you were in a movie it's mm-hmm. almost like when you're at Universal Studios and you're like on that fake movie set and you're yes. like oh I'm in New York like it felt like that in a way that was almost like a throwback like it was very retro of being like you know when they used to shoot like um, TV shows on a soundstage with a with an audience, and yeah, it felt like,
1: like a we sitcom. A
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it felt like that, and I love. I really loved that. I just loved how it was shot. I liked that it was bright. The clothes were amazing. Oh my gosh, like, the, the clothing fashion, is always
1: amazing. Everybody
0: was snatched. Mm-hmm. Like the girls were just—they were perfection. The hair, like. Who at home came over? <laughs> like, it was... I thought it was great.
1: Like,
0: the makeup was so good. I just felt like they built a really great little world. And I loved... I loved it. For
1: sure. That show really just did it for me. It 10 of 10. It. it was everything I ten. needed this week. Oh, my gosh. It was exactly what I needed this week. 10 of 10. For sure. For sure. Let us Five know...
0: Stars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let us know what you guys thought of the show. And if you haven't seen it, sorry if we spoiled it, but regardless please go watch it you absolutely need to yes so that was all for hollywood on netflix you guys we finally made it back to netflix Mm -hmm. and uh, you know
0: we're like in netflix right now because i feel like i'm about to get started on some more netflix stuff this week so that'll be good
1: yeah so before we move on to tea i do want to mention a few other things that i'm watching without adriana Mm -hmm. okay so this week i found (laughs) i i have to use the word found because i just stumbled upon this okay on youtube i found say yes to the dress india okay Okay. And from Say Yes to the Dress India, I found a spinoff <laughs> YouTube show called Nasrana Diaries. Okay, And it's about this Indian bridal shop in New
0: York. Okay.
1: And they just filmed the brides coming in and it's like a regular Say Yes to the Dress, but it's Indian wedding gowns. Okay. And I just found it so interesting and so amazing. The dresses <laughs> are beautiful. All of their budgets are like... Huge. Super big and like they usually get multiple dresses. So they'll have like a wedding dress and then the reception dress and just the culture and everything is very interesting. What do you think? Interessant.
0: <laughs> I have no interest in it
1: though. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love say yes to the dress. I don't know something about it. Like and I maybe it's the fashion for you. Maybe it's the fashion, but I've literally started getting targeted ads for oh, of like. Course wedding dresses wedding planners wedding planning classes I signed up for a wedding planning webinar (laughs) and we we are just going deep in quarantine into this world what yeah are you gonna be a wedding planner maybe okay I can plan your wedding I'm down I wouldn't be like a wedding planner wedding planner like to go out and get Uh clients but like when I have my wedding, like, that shit's like going to be... Like, you're prepared. Yeah.
0: You know what's going to... What's what's happening. Yeah.
1: So, when I, one of my... <laughs> I con- cannot. <laughs> one of my conclusions from Nasrana Diaries is actually about the Indian culture. Okay. I feel like in normal Say Yes to the... I shouldn't say normal. Okay. I feel like in the American version of Say Yes to the Dress... Mm-hmm. The brides don't really, they take their family's opinions into account, but if they like a dress, they're just going to get it. Uh-huh. In the Indian version of say yes to the dress, everyone must approve of that dress before the bride purchases it. It's a group project. It's a group project. I would hate that. (laughs) Right? Like, even if the bride likes it and the mom likes it, if the brother doesn't like it, the dress isn't getting bought. brother. If the sister doesn't like it, it's not getting bought. The sister? Yes. A Drake. It's a thing that I've noticed. You guys should all watch it and let me know what you think about this as well. Um, And then also, Indian brides don't mind if – their groom sees the dress before the wedding day, oh, so absolutely. like <laughs> a lot of the episodes, the boyfriend will come along and oh, that's the gross. No, but like that shop also does men's, so then like she'll get a dress and he'll get a dress, no, uh, an outfit, uh-huh. and they'll match it. Uh huh. And I think it's kind of fun and fresh.
0: <laughs> no. I guess in that sense, I'm very American. <laughs> I want to like, wow, my groom, like, I want to step out it and be like, oh, my God, babe, you're beautiful. I'm crying. I want that moment. Like, I love being like, admired and adored <laughs> by the person that I'm dating. So I just want to have that moment where I know that they're like, so obsessed with me that I brought them to tears.
1: But I mean it <laughs> hits it hits different in the store compared to like when
0: you have your hair and your makeup and the whole look is complete, yeah, you know? No, it's just not the same. It's a little anticlimactic if they've already seen it. Mm-hmm. It's like if when you get to a first date and they've you're you're dressed. It's like if you were going on a first date and you FaceTimed him first and so he knew what you look like. Oh. And then it's like when you get there, it's like Oh, wow, you look great. I'm seeing you in person, but I've ruined the surprise. Like when I step out of the car and you're standing there, it should be like a, like I'm taking, I'm taking, my breath has been taken away by your beauty Mm -hmm. in this moment. I just like a surprise moment.
1: I see what you mean. But you know, that was, that was just my quarantine watch for this week. Say Yes to Dress India. Highly recommend, um, but something that we watched together this week that is actually mm-hmm. very out of the norm for us. Completely. Yeah, is, guys, we watched Star Shark Tank.
0: Shark Tank, yeah. <laughs> Which is not something we've, I don't, I think I've probably seen like three episodes of that. No, same. And it's been on for forever, and everybody <laughs> loves it. And I got uh, in that sitting yesterday, I was like, oh, I get this. <laughs> Feeling this I liked it yeah I think because they had somebody on there that was um the CEO of a tech company I just liked her insights on the different kind of t- technology stuff that was coming up on the episode and I have like a newfound um respect for Damon John mm-hmm. um because he was on another podcast the morning toast and I just really liked his interview and I just liked his vibe and he's like Old school, like black entrepreneur from the nineties. You know, like I just liked his vibe, and I, I don't know, I just really liked it. So yesterday, I was like very, like into it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I was so into it.
1: I was so impressed with the young woman that was on the panel.
0: What's her name? Oh, the girl from Twenty Twenty Three Me. Yeah
1: the founder of 23 and Me completely amazed me. She has her hand in so many projects and so many industries. She has 23andMe. They were doing skincare at yeah. one point. And then she also was in the educational space. Like yeah. I was really impressed
0: by her. And yeah. honestly, I love seeing people pitch their ideas. I've realized that. Yeah, I like it too. Mm-hmm. I like breaking down the business of it and I feel like I know when an idea is good and Mm -hmm. I instantly am like, yes, this is it. This is making money. Like they're going to, I'm like, what are the numbers? What are your, how much I want, I want to know all the numbers and the analytics behind everything. I'm like, what are your channels? How much are how much is your ad spend? Like, you know, like I'm all into that. Um, Maybe that's the marketing side of me. Um, But I just really liked that. I was like, I want to watch this. (laughs) Can we watch the next episode? I, I'm going to start recording them, I think. Or, yeah. like, I don't know. Should we, like, go back and watch old episodes? I don't think we should watch old episodes. I wouldn't binge a show like that. Yeah, maybe not. I would probably get tired of it. Yeah,
1: but, like, I do want to see the next episode. I'll set it to record. Yeah. For sure.
0: Um, And one thing I have to talk about that – we're definitely going to start watching. So if anybody wants to come on this journey with us, because we're going to um, record this for the show, but we are going to start watching on Bravo, Summer House. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm So freaking excited. For sure. So... Summer House comes on right after The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So as I was watching Beverly Hills for the last, like, three weeks, I've seen the very beginning of Summer House episodes. And I'm like, hmm, that guy's hot. That guy's hot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this show looks interesting. They're, the girls are all messy. Mm-hmm. And I just keep thinking, like, hmm, do I want to get into this? Hmm, do I want to get into this? Hmm, yeah. maybe I should watch this. And so yesterday – um, it was on again, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like, we need to watch mm-hmm. this." And I watched the episode last night, which was their season finale. And the reason why I even turned on Shark Tank is just because their their the reunion their was reunion starting. was starting, and yeah. I didn't want to watch that because I, was I had only, it with you. and so I switched the channel mm-hmm. to Shark Tank. Um, but yeah, we have to start. We're going to start Summer House. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I'm super excited
1: for that because it's this group of friends that Mm -hmm. rents a house in the Hamptons for the summer Mm -hmm. and like Bravo records it. These people Mm -hmm. actually all know each other and
0: they're friends throughout the year. Yes. And they all like date each other. And I just like that. It's like messy and they're just. They're all a mess. Like (laughs) the
1: the little bit that I saw of it with you, homeboy tall, like a guy, like he was
0: bawling. Yeah. And he's a hot mess. And I was in bed last night and Bravo was on my TV and so I just saw a little clip and and now he's like in rehab. Oh my Like He's like sober now and so I'm just really excited. We're gonna start from the beginning. I Mm -hmm. asked Twitter and um, Twitter advisors have um, (laughs) let me know that I need to start from season one even though there are some characters on season one that are insufferable but Mm -hmm. we're gonna Power through, and we're going to watch all four seasons, and we'll talk about it on the pod.
1: Yeah, we'll let you guys know how that goes, and if you listen to my other podcast, Tipsy 20s, you know that I love a Hamptons moment,
0: okay? Yeah.
1: We'll leave it at that. Yeah.
0: Can't wait. And the one other thing that I've been watching this week, I've finally finished The Wire. You know, I've been binging that for a long time, Mm a couple couple months now. I've been, like, slowly watching the seasons. There's five seasons. And it was, like, an emotional roller coaster. I love a good, like, cop – I love a good, like, bad guy story. Like, I love mm. things about drug dealers and about the mob and <laughs> – The robbers, <laughs> the hitters, the yes. shooters. <laughs> I love that. Um. And so season one I was, like, totally hooked. And then I, like, was totally down for the rest of the show. And as the seasons go on, you get to see different aspects of, you know – government police and crime um and how they all intersect in baltimore and you know some of the seasons were really tough like season four was so emotional for me to watch i cried through the entire thing i had to take a break i was watching the, the first week of quarantine and i it oh, literally made no. me her rest.
1: that was me watching the handmaid's <laughs> tale the first week of, week of quarantine
0: do recommend <laughs> zero out of ten <laughs> So I had to take a break and then I went back to it this week and I have finished the season and I just really enjoyed it. I thought like the story was really great. I really liked the ending. It was satisfying. It was a little bit heartbreaking at times. Like some of the characters where they really ended up, I just felt awful for them. Um, but I thought the show ended well and I thought it it really did teach me a lot about just like the interplay between, like, the police and the drug dealers and the politicians and, you know, the way that the system is set up and the schools and just, you know, the the poverty and the crime and the drug abuse that, the like, kids in the inner city have to deal with and, Oh, it was it was just re- it was a really great series. Like I understand why people love it. Like I'm not gonna say that it's on my favorite shows list, mm-hmm. like some people, but I really, really enjoyed it. I it's a I would recommend it 10 out of 10. Like it's a good watch. Hmm.
1: Maybe maybe I'll get into it.
0: And Idris is in like the first two seasons. So like oh, yeah. daddy. I can get into it. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, you guys, let us know what you think of the other shows we watched this week. Yes. Now it is.
0: Oh, if I'm going to assign one other thing along with Summer House for you to watch, also watch Dead to Me on Netflix. Okay. Because that is another thing that you will be starting. The season two drops tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going, as you are listening to this, it will drop today. Um, And I will be watching that this weekend. And we'll probably, if you watch it hopefully, mm-hmm. over this next week. Maybe we can talk about it next week. Okay, um, cool. But we will definitely be reviewing Dead to Me because season one was the bomb. I loved it. <laughs> Everybody that's watched it, is, like, loves that show. It's on Netflix. It's so good. So we'll be getting into that. So that's your homework, listeners. Okay.
1: Yeah, we're we're back to Netflix. So get on it. Yes.
0: Get into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now let us get into the
0: tea. The tea time for tea. What's your first story? Okay. So, as we all know, this Monday was supposed to be the Met Gala.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was very sad, but right. you know, we're we're in quarantine, so it is what it is. Um, and celebrities, of course, did what celebrities did. They posted on on Instagram mm-hmm. all about their past Met Gala looks and the times that they had and how much they missed not being there mm-hmm. and how they can't wait for next day year and how sad it is that we're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And people are really upset.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I didn't hear about the controversy. I was actually living for all of the old Met Gala posts. Me too. Because a bunch of YouTubers even did videos like, oh, my favorite Met Gala looks. Like, Mm -hmm. I think even Vogue did a piece on it, like our best Met Gala looks of all time, Mm -hmm. since this year we don't have one. Yes. And I was just here for it. And then when you told me that the people's, the were, peoples were mad.
0: The peoples were mad. I was genuinely confused. Yes. Like, even Bethany Frankel was like, I actually want to shoot my brain. Like, the <laughs> celebrities and their Met Gala posts, like, kill me now. What? Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is, like, a couple people I've seen. I've, I've seen them complain about these Met Gala posts. And I'm just like, but well, why, though? Like. <laughs> why are y'all pressed? I mean,
1: I understand the argument of, like, People are not in a
0: good place right
1: now. Like, many people have lost family members. Many people are going through yes. it. Yes.
0: One of the arguments I saw or somebody tweeted, they were like, oh, you're sad that you can't go to the Met Gala. Well, I'm sad that I lost my father. And it's like, yeah, completely understand. Mm-hmm. But that post is not for you then, babe. <laughs> it's,
1: it's not it's not for you. It does you. not apply. <laughs> and it is unnecessary for you to comment on it. Like if I want to relive my memories and if I wanna be a little a little upset that I'm missing an event this year, can like why can am I, I not live? allowed? Yeah. Can I live?
0: I think it w- I think at this point in quarantine, the argument that everything is out of touch is like no longer valid. Like oh, we've for been sure. in, like At this point, this is our new normal and it's no longer a shock. Like, everybody should be used to it at this point or, like, almost used to it at this point. Yeah. So it's, like, let us find joy where we can. Mm -hmm. Let people, like, live and breathe and just, like, do what they're doing to, like, get through it all. If they're going to post old pictures of them in pretty dresses, like, just take the pretty picture at what it is. It's a pretty picture. Like it's not that deep. Everything does not need to be think piece. And like everything doesn't apply. Like if you're in a bad place because you've lost somebody or you're sick or you've have had like family members that are sick or whatever, like maybe get off of social media, like maybe mm-hmm. temper what you're seeing. So you're focused on the things that you need to focus on. Oh, yeah. Like, why are you focused on things that don't apply to you like let people live
1: yeah you're a big advocate for tempering the things you see
0: on social media like we've
1: discussed (laughs) but I will say we were one of the first people to say in the beginning of quarantine that the celebrity posts were unnecessary and they needed to stop because Mm -hmm. people
0: were experiencing tough times but now that definitely does not apply I agree I think I think we've reached the point that it's like "Mm," I think people can like try to like just look for the good times, think back on the positive things that have happened. Like I think it's it's not so serious. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, let us let live. it go. Let let them live. Okay. Yes. My tea for this episode is something I don't know if you know about. I don't know. So <laughs> you seem so excited. I love this piece of tea. So Safari is one of the first male celebrities to make an OnlyFans. What? Safari. <laughs> like little, um M- Nicki Minaj's ex-boyfriend
0: has made an OnlyFans. What's his content like? What do you think? I mean cuz I've seen okay, but is it like tame or is it x-rated? Okay, I actually
1: watched a YouTube video of a review of his OnlyFans okay. to get research for this episode. Uh-huh. And shout out to Adam22 that actually purchased it and reviewed the whole thing. Okay. He's a straight man and he was like, "I just want to see what's going on." Uh-huh. Apparently, he is about to like release a nude. Oh, I mean, we've all seen his penis already. Yeah, but like the fact that people are actually buying this to see it again and again and again is yeah. like very interesting. But is he going to be making, like, videos or, like, posting just, like, pictures? Like So far, what's there is sexy photos. And if you pay extra, you can see videos of, like, explicit content. But he's about to, like, release. He may have already done it. I haven't been keeping up with it. He's about to release on, like, his main OnlyFans page, mm-hmm. like, the nudes. And people are, are, like, excited. And people are saying that this is, like, revolutionary and male celebrities are going to start hopping on this
0: this is interesting isn't it? I'm having so many thoughts right now because I haven't heard about this at Mm -hmm. all I haven't really been on Twitter that much this week um wow okay so my first thought is like what's the content that's the first question Mm -hmm. second of all when I hear like He's posting sexy photos. Like in my mind, sexy photos of a man don't hit the way that sexy photos of a woman hit.
1: Of course, like they're you know. But I don't think his (laughs) audience. I I don't think his audience is like mostly women. I think it's probably a lot of men that find him attractive. That find him attractive. Okay. Of course there's gonna be some girls that are into it, but
0: like women are definitely not as visual. I just as men. would like to know like is he gonna make videos of him like actually like masturbating? Because like a lot of girls on OnlyFans, they're like they're they're making videos and mm-hmm. they're like, you know. Yeah. They're not just like standing there and twerking. Like they're doing a whole lot more. Um so I just would l- or is he gonna is he gonna be having sex with somebody? Like is he, he's married now. He's married to Erica He's Mena. married
1: to Erica Mena. Is she
0: gonna get in on the action? Like I just what? Huh? Yeah, I okay.
1: So as far as I know, most of the celebrities that have been making OnlyFans, they've uh-huh. been doing things little by little okay. and they're not really doing like
0: Porn, like some of yes. the other people, mm-hmm. they're just doing like things- sexy pictures, like lingerie pictures. Like this one girl that was on Love Island UK, she has an OnlyFans. And like from what I've seen people talk about it, it's just like lingerie shoots, yeah, like, like sexy lingerie shoots, but she's not actually nude, I don't think.
1: And implied nudity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something like that you wouldn't necessarily post on your Instagram. So, no. if you really do love that celebrity and you're attracted to them and you want to see those photos, I could understand why you'd get it. Totally. Yeah, so what Safari's doing, I mean, I'm kind of here for it. I just think it was an interesting piece of tea. And I think a lot- That is interesting. A lot of men will probably do this. Because once again, it is different for like men to do sex work than women.
0: Yes, I agree. And
1: he is going to like keep his, well, his reputation was already in shambles. But he's going to keep his reputation even though he's doing that.
0: Yeah, like he'll continue to be on Love and Hip Hop. And then (laughs) this will be a storyline next year. Yeah. And that's just very interesting. I wonder, how much is it- (laughs) Um, not that I would buy it because I just, he's a little gross to me, but I think it's like
1: 20 something dollars.
0: Wow. It's expensive.
1: I mean, compared to some of the other celebrities, only fans, like this one girl that was dating trippy red, her only is $50 what? and people are buying it and she hasn't even posted like herself completely naked yet.
0: Interesting. Right. Have you seen those TikToks of the guy that, that reviewed the different only fans? No, he buys like all these <laughs> girls OnlyFans and goes through it and re- and leaves like real oh, I, reviews. I think I actually saw something like this. on He's Twitter. like, she's worth it. She's not. She's not doing anything. Like, mm-hmm. buy at your own risk. But I thought that I thought that was cute. I think it's it's in OnlyFans had a week like after yeah. the Beyonce song, and now you know all of these reviews. I think OnlyFans is having like a moment right now, mm-hmm. which I think is. I mean, good for them. Yeah. And good for the people that are doing it. I just, hmm, interesting. Right? Interesting. But it makes sense,
1: Safari, because, like, everybody loved that one photo of him.
0: Yeah. I mean, if there is ever someone to do it, I it makes sense. Like, I could see, like, him. I could see Ray J. <laughs> I could see, uh, who else is, like, obnoxious? <laughs> <laughs> All the people that we already seen there. Yeah. You know, I could see, I could definitely see Ray J. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting. Okay. Well, my next piece of tea is that Adele can now add skinny legend to her bio. (laughs) Yes.
1: Snaps for Adele. But like, this was actually
0: a very controversial topic on Twitter. Yes. And you know, she posted pictures of herself recently and she's looking as snatched as ever she Mm -hmm. has lost a whole lot of weight and i think she looks amazing i think she looks great but she's always been beautiful like not that she looked bad before and i think that's the
1: problem is that like you think oh like when someone loses weight and everyone's complimenting them it's implying that
0: they looked bad before no adele was always freaking beautiful right like She's always been beautiful. She's very talented. Like, I don't think any of that has ever changed. Like, Bitch's face is always beat down. Like, her eyeliner stays snatched. Like, yeah. you know, she's she always looks amazing. So I don't think it's, I don't know. For me, it's not the weight loss. I just think she looks, like, happy and youthful. And, yeah, like, who does, I mean, I don't know. It, it's It's a controversial thing to be like, you look better when you're skinny. Mm-hmm. But like she looks good. I can't even lie. And I you never want someone that has like lost a lot of weight to like form a complex around it and, mm-hmm. and make it feel like, oh, if I gain any weight back, like I'm less than than I am at my current weight. Yeah. Um, but I think she looks great. And I think people making like I think people are always gonna make a big deal of people being overweight and like people losing weight like I don't think there's any way to like talk about it without it feeling controversial or feeling fat phobic or feeling like you're putting a stigma on the top the topic but you know I I think she looks great I think she looks good and I can't wait for the new album oh my gosh that <laughs> album is
1: gonna hit different because sis is divorced mm-hmm. sis looks like she's in a better place yeah. Like I am ready for that I I already
0: feel the you know the feeling that she gives you I feel it yeah 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 I think she's I feel everybody's like it's gonna be like happy bops but I think it's gonna be like some painful I, I think, think she's she- gonna go back to like 21. Yeah, and I actually want her to. <laughs> Me too. I want it to be sad. I want it to be heart breaking. I want to cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was literally just looking at videos from her, the last concert that I went to, and I was like, I cannot freaking wait for the next tour. <laughs> but what do you think
1: of the...
0: The blogs and
1: all of the the articles on it because people were seeing that nobody should read those, that we should like be boycotting. Like, what do you think of like those stories about people about people's weight? weight? Yeah, because like, um, people, I mean, it's nothing new, people write articles about Britney when she was weight, about Christina
0: Aguilera, about mm-hmm. Beyonce. So like, I wonder if I think people will always be obsessed with weight. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those things like aesthetics are just always going to be something that celebrity culture focuses on mm-hmm. and anything to deal with celebrity culture is always going to be one of those things that people are always going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely don't think it's
1: news though. I don't think it shouldn't news. have been in the news cycle of like the
0: blogs and no. e-news and entertainment. I don't and think everything. so. Yeah. I think focusing on the weight and not just like she looks good mm-hmm. is maybe where I could see the problem. But I think in so many ways in in the past couple of years, we certain celebrities have really focused heavily on being more like body conscious and um, body positive, body positive that I think you should be able to talk about weight, whether it's on the high end or the low end or anywhere in between in a positive manner.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I don't think it should feel dirty to talk about weight loss or someone being happy with their weight, wherever they may land. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I, I don't know about the boycotts, but you know, yeah, I think it's just one of those things that I don't feel like society has fully figured out how to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we don't quite know how to handle weight with like care in the same way you talk about like victims of assault or, you know, you know, uh, the same kind of like, authority like across the board is in terms of like the way we talk about race or mm-hmm. economic inequality and things like that i just think it's one of those things that we haven't quite figured out yet so anywhere you land it's always going to kind of be a problem i wonder what the british media had to say
1: about her way because they are ruthless
0: <laughs> oh yeah right yeah
1: hmm. curious Interesting. something something to, to look up
0: yeah Okay, and the last thing I just want to mention is if you have Xfinity, um, this next cu- this upcoming week, starting on Monday, is a Watchathon week. Yes,
1: <laughs> our favorite freaking week, Watchathon week, like Births fans. Yeah, I remember the first time I watched Game of Thrones was on a Watchathon week. Yeah, so get ready, y'all.
0: You know they they make all of their premium content available. Um, for you to watch for free for the entire week and you can just like binge everything. Like Mm -hmm. we have, this is like perfect for quarantine because you have nowhere to go, nowhere to be, nothing to do. And I'm just, I cannot wait.
1: Oh my gosh. Wait, are we going to be at the vacay house? Yeah. Oh, and they have Xfinity? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So
0: yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. So watchathon week. Here we come. Woo woo. Get into it. Okay, guys, so that is all we have for you this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the tv and
1: podcast. Yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and also leave a rating and review, but only if it's nice. You know the drill. Nice things. <laughs> and then you can follow us at the tv and podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can follow my personal Instagram, XO Adriana Alicia. Yeah. And then mine is Selena Stan with two N's. All right, guys. So we will
0: see you next week. I hope you enjoyed. Have a lovely weekend. Peace out. Bye.